Oh my gosh, this is so freaking cool. There's a little light that shines down on the little shifting lever indicator. It actually, a little LED light illuminates the shifter so you can see it in the darkness. This is so freaking cool. Where did he go? There he is down there. Okay, go get Dave. Prius cast number 32, the year we make payments. Brought to you in part by ToyotaLiveWeb.com. I'm a compensated blogger. There's lots of important things to say. This is not art. Coming up next in our show. This is not media. First, the news. This is not news. Now, welcome back to the show. This is another crappy podcast production. Happy New Year! My name is Alan, I live in the Midwest, I drive a Toyota Prius, and I have new car payments. Welcome back to the Prius Cast, a podcast by a Prius owner for potential Prius owners. This podcast is hosted and supported by ToyotaLiveWeb.com, which also hosts my Prius Cast blog. You should check them out. They sometimes give away cars and stuff. Today on the Prius cast, some feedback, some news, and, well, you'll hear. Let's get started. Dateline January 2010. According to fueleconomy.gov, as of January 25th, the national average price for a gallon of gas is $2.70 a gallon, a jump of 12 cents since last month. California, they're over $3 a gallon on average right now. And to find the really cheap stuff, you still have to fill up in the Gulf Coast, and then you'll be paying $2.58 a gallon. Here in the Midwest, uh, $2.62. If you look at the charts, you're going to see a slow climbing trend line, so let's hope we don't hit 4 bucks a gallon anytime soon. Got anything to say? Give me a call and leave voicemail at 515-999-0227 or email priuscast at mac.com. Again, 515-999-0227 or priuscast at mac.com. And here's someone that did just that. Hi, this is Charles from Norway, Maine. Perhaps uh, you could comment on the electric motor of the Prius. What I've discovered is that it is a unique aspect of the Prius itself. It is key to um, why the vehicle gets such good gas mounts. And I know that sounds obvious. However, one never considers what happens when the car is at rest, which is what we call inertia. And in order to break inertia, uh, you need to have a, a, a fair amount of energy to do so. And what makes the Prius unique is what I've discovered is that the breaking of inertia is done by the electric motor. The electric motor has uh, extra torque, high torque numbers. And this in, in concert with the fact that the engine is uh, in the lower gear and the energy is basically stored in a battery which can be restored and restored. It enables the gasoline engine not to have to kick in until after the car is moving. And therefore, the gear ratios on the uh, CVT, continuous variable transmission, is at a much higher rate and enables the gasoline engine to run at lower RPM. This is genius. If you really think about it, it's genius. You're using a stored energy that can be restored or re recharged merely by the motion or the deceleration or the braking effect of the vehicle. And 
you're also taking and using the electric motor to basically start the car, which is the most energy consuming point of the vehicle, is the, is the initial takeoff, that braking of inertia. And we all know that gasoline engines are terrible about um, their torque and horsepower features from initial takeoff. If they need time to spool up their power, and electric motors do not have that problem. They have a almost, well, for all intent purposes, a, a more instantaneous power band. This is Charles from Norway, and uh, hope to hear you soon. Hey, thanks, Charles. It's great to hear from you again. And it's very difficult for anyone who has never driven a full hybrid like the Prius to understand what the whole concept of that electric motor is and what it does. And so I think you're right. I really hadn't thought about the whole braking of inertia thing and the efficiencies there. So let me get in touch with some Prius technical types, and we'll explore this concept in a future episode. But that's really true. I guess I hadn't really thought about just the benefit of the electric other than moving you around when... You didn't want to burn gas. So kudos for you, some great feedback. And speaking of feedback, we also have this one that was sent in from the email inbox, PriusCast at Mac.com. And this note comes from Europe. Quote, Hello, Alan. Thanks for sharing about the Prius. I ordered a Prius 3, the 2010 as you would call it, in September last year, and I have received it last week. So far, I have done CA, whatever that is, 300 kilometers. That would translate into about 200 miles. Consumption is around 5.4 to 5.5 liters per 100 kilometers, or 42 miles per gallon, mainly driving in the city. Many say with the low winter temperatures around freezing, this mileage is to be expected, and I am looking forward to spring, not only because of better mileage, but also because spring is the nicest period of the year here in Rome, Italy. I am really enjoying the Prius and am very impressed with the quietness. One does not really notice when driving alone, but when having passengers and talking with them, this really shows. I am looking forward to your next podcast. Best regards, Olaf, end quote. O-L-A-F, Olaf. Olaf? I hope I'm saying that right. Thank you so much for writing in, and I hope you're enjoying your new car. The quietness of the Prius is good. A lot of people were considering it more like a compact car when it came out and not understanding it's actually a higher class of car. When you spend $20,000, $25,000, or $30,000 on a Prius, you're getting an actually really nice car. At the $20,000 price mark, it really compares favorably to other cars in that area, certainly ones that have technology packages like it. So I hope to talk to you a little bit more in the future. We've exchanged a few more emails since this one came in, and I'd like to use some of your comments in a future show. But now we need to cover a few quick news items. Two months back, headlines read, 135 mile per gallon Prius. Did you see any of those? It even ran in my local newspaper as a syndicated story. Basically, Toyota is building 600 plug-in Priuses, which will run like the current gas electric model, but they'll have a larger battery that lets the car drive faster and further on electricity alone. The cars will supposedly charge in just a few hours and then be able to drive up to 60 miles per hour for a distance of about 14 miles. This means if your daily commute to and from work is under that range, you could do it every day without burning a drop of gas. If you were using cheap electricity, charging at home each night, or if your work parking lot had an electrical outlet you could borrow, you'd be getting the equivalent of 135 miles per gallon, apparently. It's a great start for a majority of my driving in the city, 
it would uh, make all my short trips entirely on electricity, and I'd only have to burn fuel when I was going across town or on a longer road trip. I look forward to seeing what Toyota plans to do with this technology. Right now, only about 120 or so of these cars are being made available in the United States for testing purposes. But the news I read indicated Toyota would like to have tens of thousands of them available for purchase within two years. So we shall see. And in other news, remember my previous episode about the floor mat issue? Uh, never mind. At least as far as the Prius is concerned. A few days ago, Toyota changed the list of potentially affected vehicles to include certain year models Highlander, Corolla, Vinza, Matrix, and Pontiac Vibe. So I guess I won't be getting my all-weather floor mats replaced for free after all. Oh well. But that's not all. Uh, The investigation has apparently led to some new discoveries of the cause of the mysterious stuck gas pedals. Recently, Toyota has voluntarily stopped selling eight models of their cars, depending on where they were manufactured. From the FAQ over at pressroom.toyota.com, quote, In rare instances, there is a possibility that certain accelerator pedal mechanisms may mechanically stick in a partially depressed position or return slowly to the idle position, end quote. And if you're curious, the vehicles affected are certain 2009 and 2010 RAV4s, certain 2009 and 2010 Corollas, the 2009 and 2010 Matrix, the 2005 to 2010 Avalons, certain 2007 to 2010 Camrys, certain 2010 Highlanders, the 2007 to 2010 Tundras, and the 2008 to 2010 Sequoias. Sequoias? Sequoias. How do you say that? Well, as you may have noticed, not all models are affected. I was told that some of Toyota's plants use parts from a different company, which has not been found to have any sticking issues. So if you have any concerns, call the Toyota Customer Experience Center, 800-331-4331. How's that for fun? So good luck to Toyota. Something like this would really hurt a lesser car company. And here's one more thing. Uh, This time it's a kind of neat update for 2010 Prius owners. Toyota has traditionally said that the Prius should get its oil changed every 5,000 miles. But as of December 2009, Toyota has adjusted this to 10,000 miles for certain vehicles, including the 2010 Toyota Prius. For normal driving, the following cars can do an oil change every 10,000 miles or once a year. These are the 2010 Toyota Camry 4-cylinder, Prius, the small V8 Tundra, the small V8 Sequoia, the FG Cruiser, the six-cylinder 4Runner, and the Scion XD. Now, for severe use, dusty roads, using car top carriers, towing, doing short trips below freezing, excessive idling or high-speed driving, well, for that type of driving, Toyota still suggests 5,000 miles. So if you have one of these vehicles and you've had your oil changed before... 10,000 miles, there's a coupon program apparently in place that will give you a free oil change, and they're supposed to be sending notifications out in February. So watch for that. Now, this is cool. This means by upgrading to a 2010 Prius, you're now going to save half in uh, the cost of oil changes during the life of the vehicle. How's that for cool? Special thanks to Erica Gartsman, the Prius product marketing person of Toyota USA, for confirming this over at the PriusChat.com message forums. My dealer didn't even know about it yet. So are we done with the news? Well, yeah. So let's do this. Well, hello again. This is Alan, and I am actually recording this from the inside of a 2010 third-generation Toyota Prius. This time I'm not actually sitting at my dealer's lot playing with one of theirs. 
I'm playing with one of my own. Let me explain. Because I am so dedicated to this show, and I felt so bad about not being able to properly discuss all the new things that are part of this third generation Prius, two nights ago I went to my dealer and I traded in my 07 Prius towards this Package 4 2010 model. It's equivalent to the type of car I was driving. It has leather seats and the navigation system and Bluetooth, but it also has the solar roof option. So now I have a sunroof above me that has solar panels behind it. So if you leave it parked out in the sun in the summer, it will power fans to ventilate the air in the cabin so the inside of the car will be about the same temperature as the outside when you get back in on a hot and sunny day. So let me explain. Uh, after 14 years of driving the same base model 1992 Honda Civic hatchback. I got my first Prius in July 2005 and that was a nice fully loaded Prius 2005 model white that had the navigation system and Bluetooth and then 17 months later they had made such improvements in the navigation system as well as adding the voice control because that was very important to me. I wasn't able to run the navigation system while I was driving because you had to pull over and stop before you could change things that weren't presets. Well, between that and the leather seats of the 2007 model, I decided it was time to trade up, so I traded in my 05 and put in a down payment, and I was able to get into a 2007 model at slightly lower payments than what I had, so that worked out really well. That 2007 model, Seaside Pearl, which is blue, I, I drove for the last three years. In fact, in February, it would have been three years old. Loved the car, everything about it was great, but it had over 50,000 miles on it, which meant the uh, base bumper-to-bumper -bumper warranty was gone. And I'd been reading so many good things about the 2010, I, I figured maybe there was a way I could do this. So I'm not actually buying this car, I'm doing a three-year lease, so I was able to effectively just give them my old car and drive off the lot with this new one. So I have a fully loaded Package 4 solar roof system. It's got Bluetooth and iPod hookups and all the new features. And my payments, again, are slightly lower than what I had. But since it's a lease, at the end of this lease, I won't own the car. I have to decide if I want to buy it, in which case the overall price will be much higher than if I would have bought it outright. Or I can turn it in and lease something new. With the plug-in hybrids and other technologies coming out in the next three years, I'm pretty sure I would be getting another car three years down the line anyway, so this makes sense for me. It's not going to be an option for everybody. So talk to your dealer if you want to find another way to get into a 2010. They used to not even lease Priuses. It's only been in the last few years that they've done a lease on a Prius. So it's an option. First time I've ever leased a car. I'll let you know how I like it in three years when I've paid all this money and I actually don't own it. So I'm sitting in my car. It is, um, let's see, it's 18 degrees outside right now, so I'm not going to be demonstrating the sunroof. And I'm just parked in front of uh, where I live. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the differences in this car from what I was used to. And I'm going to get them right out of the way, the things that they took away that I already miss. As mentioned by Mike from California in a previous, previous episode, they took some buttons off the steering wheel. The map button is now over on the center console instead of on the steering wheel. I'm not sure what else has been removed, but that's really the only thing I find myself reaching for quite often that used to just be a button on the steering wheel. Uh, other things, between the two seats of the earlier model Prius, there used to be a sliding drawer underneath the armrest, something I didn't even know about. I, I think I did an episode about this. That drawer is gone. It's been replaced by an area where you can set stuff in kind of a little container. 
So I used to actually hide stuff away in that compartment, but now I can just it set them down there. They're kind of in the open, but, uh, you know, I mean, putting some Kleenex, stuff like that down there. So I'm missing that compartment. The sunglass holder that used to be up right in front of the rear view mirror, that is not here anymore, so I don't have a place to put my little uh, parking badge. And then on the center dashboard, there used to be a little fold-out compartment where I would store my receipts for gas fill-ups and all that. That is gone as well. So I've lost three little storage areas that the second-generation Prius had. I think that's pretty much all I've lost. Everything else seems like a gain here. So let me quickly talk about the new things in the 2010 that I did not have in my 2005 or 2007. First, the center navigation screen, the little computer screen, is not standard on all Prius models. Only models that have navigation will get this screen. So I'm going to talk about those. When you have the screen, you get navigation and you get the backup camera. If you don't have the screen, you can't have a backup camera. Since that screen is not always there, the climate control display is a separate liquid crystal display under the screen in my car. So every car will have this display with indoor and outdoor temperature and the status of your, your climate control. That is no longer displayed on the computer screen. The other thing that they've done is they've moved things that used to be on the computer screen, like the hybrid system indicator that shows where you're running on electric or gas and how many miles per gallon you're getting. That is now up on the dashboard display. They've moved the dashboard display to the center of the car, so the left half is your fuel your miles per hour and um, parking status, whether in park or drive or whatever. And to the right is kind of a light-up uh, LED-type display that you can toggle between several screens. It's an actual computer display. The first screen is the typical energy monitor, which shows a picture of a Prius with the electric motor, the gas motor, the battery, and the tires. And as you drive, it'll show whether it's electricity to the electric motor to the tires, or if it's gas engine to the tires, or whatever. It shows the status. That is now on a display directly in front of me to the right of the speedometer. If I hit the display button on the steering wheel, I go to a brand new hybrid system indicator display, which will show how efficiently I'm driving. It shows the status of the battery, then it has a sliding meter that goes left and right. If it's all the way to the left, you're regenerating power and charging the battery. If it's all the way to the right, you're really floorboarding it or going up a hill and you're, you're using as much energy as you possibly can. So the idea is you want to keep it over to the left half for the most efficient driving. There's also the five minute consumption screen which shows you your miles per gallon over the last five, 10, 15, 20, 25 or 30 minutes of your trip and that will be a little uh, kind of a bar graph as you drive. You'll see how you've done over the last half hour. And pressing the button again, I get a brand new screen, which is my past trip records. It shows me my trip A and trip B uh, driving, like how many miles I've gone and what my best miles per gallon has been and how many miles that trip was. I don't actually know what all this display is telling me because I haven't read the manual yet, but it looks useful. So they've added that and even given a configuration screen that lets you change some things. Now, something else that is very significant about this car is it has three driving modes. There are buttons to the right of the shifter, which is now in the center armrest console. 
There's the EV button, which makes the car drive on electricity only for as long as it can. If you accelerate too fast or if it needs to turn on the engine to recharge the batteries, the engine will come on. But I can hit the EV button and drive all the way out of my parking complex, completely silent, completely on electricity. There's an eco mode, ECO for like economy. This holds the performance of the car back. It accelerates slower, it will limit the climate control, it'll do things to make you use less fuel. In fact, I've been driving in this mode since I got it, and I kept thinking that this car felt like a big, heavier, more sluggish vehicle. Well, that's because I've been in eco mode. If I click the third button, power mode, it drives like a traditional Prius, and it jumps when you gas it. It's, you know, certainly no race car, but that makes it go back to normal performance and do what you want instead of trying to help you drive more fuel efficient. So that is a huge difference in this car, the economy mode, the power mode, and the EV mode. Some other things that are different, the previous model Prius I had had an auxiliary input for plugging up an MP3 player, the models after mine added an iPod hookup you could get. Well, this model has the auxiliary input and it has a USB port. I can plug my iPod into the USB port. It does charge my iPhone. I was wondering if it would charge the new ones. And then I get a new display in my audio settings, AM, FM, satellite, CD. I get one for USB. And then I can navigate the entire structure of my iPod. Artists, playlists, genres, albums, select albums, select songs, and I can even switch between tracks from the steering wheel. So it is total full control and it lets you control it while you're driving. That was going to be another concern of mine because they lock out certain controls in the navigation system. In addition to plugging up an iPod, if you have a USB memory stick of some kind, a little flash drive, you can load it up with directories full of MP3 music, plug that into this USB port, and then you can actually play your MP3s directly off of a cheap memory stick. So you don't need an expensive MP3 player, you can just copy music to a $15 flash drive and play music in this new Prius. Some other things that are new, the navigation system is substantially upgraded. The voice control is much better. It lets you find points of interest while you're driving. You can search for a post office and it will give you a list of post offices near you and then you can choose the one you want from the list by saying one, two, three, or four, or whatever. It, uh, it's much more efficient and as you enter in locations it's guessing what you're typing and it's pre-filling out words so if I'm going to University Drive and I type in UNI it might fill out the rest of the word University because it knows there's no other street that starts UNI in your area. We'll talk a lot more about the navigation system in a future episode but it is substantially improved. The phone book built into this car will download all the addresses from my iPhone which I could not do in my earlier Priuses and it only took a couple of seconds. Now every single number in my phone is in the car. I can dial by name, and uh, I can also get the name of the person who's calling. When they call into the car, their full name displays on the screen if it's in the address book. So the Bluetooth phone is uh, uh, very much improved, and it also supports Bluetooth streaming audio. I can choose to hook my iPhone up to the car with the cable, or do it through Bluetooth audio streaming, and then I can use the controls on the iPhone and the music is transmitted wirelessly through the speakers inside the car. Again, another significant update that my 07 didn't have. There are tons of other little features here. The windows on the older Prius 
you could make the driver's side roll all the way down by pressing the button and it would automatically go all the way down but the other three windows were manual you'd have to hold the button down all the way all four windows are now automatic so i can in one button press make the driver's side or passenger or the rear windows go all the way down that's a minor change the doors now auto lock when i park the car they unlock my driver's side unlocks when i shift from park into reverse or drive the doors lock now that's a new feature it required a third-party add-on to get that in the earlier Priuses you could buy a little gadget that you could wire into your car and you'd get the behavior where the locks would lock after you reached a certain speed well this car does that now and uh, something that was very cool you might have remembered this from the first of this episode there's a little LED light that shines down onto the shifting lever illuminating it which is just a very cool high-tech touch I'm sure there are plenty of other things I'd like to talk about, so over the next couple of PriusCast episodes, I'm going to be taking you through what I learn. We're going to have episodes dealing with the navigation system and using the Bluetooth phone and a lot of things there, but I wanted to let everybody know I now have a third-generation Toyota Prius that I will never own because it's a lease. So I hope everybody uh, out there is able to at least test drive one of these and see how it works. In the meantime, I'm going to be playing with mine, so stay tuned for updates. Welcome back. Well, thank you for taking time to check out this podcast. You can learn more about this show at www.priuscast.com. And remember, if you have any Prius-related questions or comments, you can send me email, priuscast at mac.com, or you can leave me voicemail at 515-999-0227. Send me a note. Give me a call. Let me know what's on your mind concerning the Prius. Special thanks to Iowa band Hold for Swank for providing me with karaoke versions of some of their music to use in this podcast. You can check them out at holdforswank.com. Also, thanks to the Casual Mafia at www.casualmafia.com for graciously allowing me to play part of their song in my Prius. You can buy music from both of these groups in iTunes. And lastly, a big thanks to Melissa and all the fine folks at toyotaliveweb.com for giving me a chance to bring this podcast to a new audience and for hosting my PriusCast blog. Drop by toyotaliveweb.com from time to time, or every day if you want, and look for my latest Prius-related ramblings, although I don't update it every day. Until next time, this is Alan, and this is the PriusCast, and I'll see you at the gas pump just not that often. Another crappy podcast production. Listen up, boys and girls. It's about to get green. Making funny, sexy. Casual Mafia 2009. Word. I'm uh, about to throw it down. Everybody gather round. I pull up behind and you never heard a sound. You say, who's that boy in the back and whip? Keeping it green with electric. In my Prius. 15 inch dubs. In my Prius. Dumping my subs. In my Prius. Riding to the club. The beat don't drop until I roll up. In my Prius. Flashing my keys. In my Prius. Mad room for my knees. In my Prius. You won't see me ever hit E with my MPGs. In my Prius. In my Prius. In my Prius.